You're listening. I just, I just don't care. Look, if you're 300 pounds, then you are a monster, and I don't want you to talk. Welcome back to This Is A Work. My name is David Hensley. I'm the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am here today to introduce your host, David Two Dogs Hayes. Oh, thank you so much, David Hensley, and welcome to Rock Hill, South Carolina's only premier wrestling pay-per-view review podcast. This is a work with me as always, my tag team partner, Chris, the fashion plate Barnes brother. How the hell are you today? Jokers are wild, baby. Yeah, man, that's right. And once again, we have a very special guest in studio with us. We have friend of the program, Robert Bradford. Brother, how you doing? I'm so glad to be back with y'all. Man, thank you so much for taking the time to come out and uh, talk a little wrestling with us. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of wrestling to talk a little about. That's true. That's, okay. we, we got a time limit. We Gonna got bandwidth to, to worry about. But. Find a way to not just be talking about the last three minutes of that pay-per-view for two hours. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> how insane is this whole thing? <laughs> uh, right now, AEW has the best wrestling roster in the entire world, which is nuts to think about when you include new japan you include ring of honor at one point who was at one point was a uh, a, a force to be reckoned with and the titan wwe and now here we are it's really reached the point where it stopped being wwe has more talent they're not using well mm-hmm. and aw's now got the talent they've they've pulled ahead on that right and now all they have to do is use it properly, which they seem to be. Uh, they, they they seem they to have seem some gr- strangely hell bent on doing. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? Uh, <laughs> I heard a few things uh, this week uh, mm-hmm. while we're getting to the uh, day of the podcast uh, that we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but it seems like Vince has changed up his whole plan. Uh, and we'll get to that. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later on. But let's. Did Vince get a little shook? Um, I mean, he's. he's I think he's, maybe he's, he did. He's pretty unflappable most of the time, but. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched Raw. Did not. <laughs> but uh, they had a tag team turmoil uh, tournament. Curious. Uh, do, yeah. Do they normally acknowledge that they have that many tag teams at one time? They usually don't acknowledge they have tag teams. So I <laughs> I don't know. They usually call those on the pay-per-view filler match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but we'll, we'll get to all that. Okay. We'll get there. So we opened the show with the Best Friends and Jurassic Express versus the Hardy Family Office, HFO. Dogs is favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm guys, I'm I'm over the Hardys. Uh I, I don't care what federation we're talking about. Uh I'm I'm done. It's I didn't like them to begin with back at the beginning. Uh so it's weird because I mean even even if I'm I'm tired of them 
I like Matt in this role. He does a good job with it. He's 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 always had a more of a a mark for charisma, uh, for char- charisma for carrying these kind of things. I, I do have to say, uh, in all of the uh, different uh, gimmicks that I've seen him in, mm-hmm. I hate this one the least. So this is a glowing review from Two Dogs Weekly. That actually is from you. Um, that's how you describe things you like. I do love how cheerfully he went from like the Matt Hardy deletion yeah. guy to just now he's like the the businessman recruiting. It was just one week he was one, then the other. Yeah. There was no attempt to like have a change or have him be off TV for a month or anything. He just it's like I'm, I'm Matt Hardy and I'm this now. I, I don't know why you're surprised about that because if it's one thing. That I that 80s television has taught me it's head trauma will change your entire personality. It goes back further than that. The Flintstones established it. There it is. There it is. And all he needs to do to go back to... Uh, <laughs> What's he got to get flung off to go back? Yeah, just more head trauma. That's, that's all we need. And send him right back into version 2.0 or 1.0 or whatever he wants to go into. I got to think this... Uh, thinking about this this gimmick where uh, Matt Hardy play, plays a guy roping in other wrestlers uh, to to uh, convincing them that he'll help them make money by getting a cut of their earnings as part of his group is those might be the most meta pro wrestling thing I've ever seen. It's it, it's very Ted DiBiase esque. It's <laughs> that's what it feels like to me. And every classic wrestling promoter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he might be pulling from like one or two real life figures know, if, you, if you dig in. Well, from what I understand, he knows uh, firsthand about it from uh, Italian Stallion, which I got no problem burying him. Uh, it's <laughs> he doesn't listen. He doesn't know what a podcast is. It's uh, <laughs> he he's still. I'm sure he's still running a school around here somewhere. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, they apparently Stall uh, pulled over. After they had just did a one shot for uh, for WWF, mm-hmm. pulled over uh, just outside of New York and said, "Okay, I need half your money, or you're gonna have to walk back." Holy shit! Yeah, that that happened. So <laughs> wow, yeah. But um, I thought this was a great opener for the buy in. Oh yeah, uh, this was a lot of fun. In fact. I gave this match a four, mm-hmm. which I rarely do for the buy-ins. Uh, usually it's a two and a half, it's a three, somewhere around there. This was off the chain, man. It was yeah. really well-paced for a 10-man match. It never felt like it was getting out of control. Like Right. Even, even the few spots, like there was that bit where like they had the... Uh, like the conveyor belt of submissions where oh, like yeah, everybody yeah. came right. in and locked onto somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then right as it's getting out of control, Luchasaurus just bowling balls into it and sends everybody flying. He red rovered into him. Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. That was a great spot. Uh, that's one thing on the indies that, that you love to see. The headlock, the headlock, the headlock, 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 and then something... That's a that's a fun comedy spot they love doing in Japan where they'll all lock in like an arm bar or something and then the lead guy will the 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 back guy will crank and then everyone cranks and everyone Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of fun spots you can do with that. Yeah. Um I don't have a ton of notes on this one. Um I I I thought the match was so much fun. Um the Butcher came back. Yes, yeah, that's Great to right. see that guy again. Yeah, uh, he's been out with an injury. Uh, they come in and they are trying to uh, 
cut Orange Cassidy's hair. Which is interesting, because of all the people on that team, he's like third or fourth for like the hair that you'd want to target. Right. Even the butcher has a great big bushy beard that we could cut up. But no, it's... Um, yeah. I mean, if this gets us to a Matt Hardy versus Jungle Boy hair versus hair match, I'm, no, no, I'm down for it. I get the idea, though, but it's like if you mess up his hair, you might destroy his aura of cool. That's true. He's like Samson. It's, uh... <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like you can't ruin the sunglasses because that's been done too many times. But maybe if the hair goes. Right. There's a restraining bolt in there somewhere. And <laughs> he just becomes this furious dervish if, it, if it's destroyed. So it, for me, then uh, I thought the highlight of the match was uh, Jungle Boy ends uh, ends up on the shoulders of Luchasaurus. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> and they start playing chicken with Angelico, yeah, and <laughs> which just was so much fun. The two they knock the him off, they, and then someone gets in the corner turnbuckle. Yeah, uh, I think goes to try and like dropkick Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. I think he tries, yeah, he tries to dropkick Jungle Boy. I think that was Angelico, and mm-hmm. Jungle Boy just drops back to avoid yep. it while staying on Luchasaurus's shoulders. And then someone else tries. I think I that think. was Jack Evans. Might have been, yeah. Yeah, that was Jack and Evans because he did the. Uh, that's where he did yeah. the flip off yeah, he of rolls Luchasaurus. With it. Yeah, he rolls with it and ends up slamming Jack Evans. It was amazing. Yeah, and from there went and caught him into the snap trap, and that's where we got the the tap out. Mm-hmm. And just such a good match, man. It was it was so much fun to watch. Um, I don't know what what do we think? A- anything else uh, we want to say about this match? No, that was I mean that was a hell of an opener. Right on. They that's had a, a nice uh, runout spot afterwards when uh, they're about to cut Cassidy's hair. A bunch of the other face tag teams come running out to uh, to give backup. So it's like oh it's nice to see you know mm-hmm. the Dark Order and the Varsity Blondes and and all that just in front of a live crowd even if they're not wrestling. Right, right. I, I likened it to um, to everyone getting upset uh, when when they think Ferris is in trouble in Ferris Bueller's day. Right, it's like that. <laughs> Yeah, we, we've got a save Ferris Cup, and we're yeah. running out there. It's yeah. Uh, we move into the main show, and we had we start things out with the TNT Championship. Now this is our champion Miro versus the Mad King himself, Eddie Kingston. I don't know, Chris. I'm gonna let you take this one. What do you got? Oh man, where to where to start? Um, Miro comes out. Well, not no. Eddie comes out first, setting the mood with the T-shirt, where he declares that Miro can redeem these nuts. Yeah. My favorite touch is it doesn't just have the phrase; it's got the attribution. It mm-hmm. says "redeem yeah. these nuts hyphen Eddie Kingston." Yep. Could could I get you to say that again for me, Robert? Just this the. I'm giving you a ringtone now, but redeem these nuts, yeah. Eddie Kingston. I, I just like hearing that come out of your mouth. That's, that's just, just wanted a clean catch on that. For, yeah, that's for, all we wanted. For We're reasons. We're going to get that drop. Hensley, you got that? That's, that's going to be the tag at the end of every episode from now on. Redeem these nuts. Well, now it is. <laughs> and then Miro comes out. He's a ball of fire. It's this was such a hard hitting yeah. match. What a great way to open the show. I mean, they were I mean, they were slugging it out. It was it was just a brawl. It was a it wasn't even a wrestle match, it was a fight. It was a fight and it was it was great because it was it was Miro being, you know, strong and angry and he's like you can't hurt me and then Eddie 
chops him and he no sells it for a second and then turns around and screams yeah i i, I <laughs> the, liked the, the, it the try and fail to no sell is just amazing <laughs> it was it was good and i i was talking to my wife about this when we rewatched it the other mm-hmm. night um miro is doing some of his best work now and as much as i hate to say this Everything that he's doing so well, he has learned from the WWE. Yeah, but it's, it's weird. It's like it's stuff he clearly picked up or or was you know, taught to be able to do, but they never let him do. Right, right. Like at one point, he lands a drop kick and hits Eddie in the face. It's and, you know, amazing. They're about the same height, and he gets all the way off the ground and puts you know. Puts Absolutely, which is something face. that they would have never let him do before. Right, right. But it's little things. It's the facial expression. Him working the hard camera or whatever camera is close to him. Uh, there was one point where uh, he had delivered one crescent kick, and he took a knee right beside him and just had this wild man look on his Mm -hmm. face he knew exactly what he was doing he knew exactly where the camera was and then he looks up right at the hard cam as the hard cam closes in on him it was just a beautiful moment there was also a great moment where eddie kicks out after he he almost puts him down uh and there's the first there's the like a split second of shock and then anger in his face yeah perfect moment it's this this is some of his best work yeah. ever. It's, There's also a great bit where he uh, tries to pin Eddie, gets, gets a one count, is about to go back in, and Eddie just flips him yeah. off for a second. And there's a break, <laughs> and then he goes back to attacking him. Such a such a great like clashing of styles that worked it, it, out, and and it, it it not only just styles but looks because Miro Miro's got the like the perfect strongman kind of look. Which fixed his gimmick of God. he's the redeemer. He's God's champion. Right. He's 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 big and tough. And then Eddie is there, and you know he's not he's not super in shape. I mean he's he's no he looks like me. He's got I mean, a, he's, he's got a dad bod. I'll <laughs> yeah. say I'll say that. But he's not but he's not slouching at all. And we throw like he landed a couple of uh, belly to back suplexes on Miro. I mean he's not he, he's got muscle under there. Oh yeah, he can the the man can go. Yeah. It's uh, but. Uh, I do have some nitpicky stuff, and I'm going to be, and that's all it is, is nitpicking. I'm going to be doing this throughout the whole well, pay-per-view. sure, yeah. I mean, there's... Um, because, now, at this point, we are on match number two. Mm-hmm. It's the third time that I have seen the spot where they're trading chops yeah. or trading punches. <laughs> we- and this was a theme throughout the whole night it's it's weird though because it's this time it was chops there have mm-hmm. been other pay-per-views where weirdly other things keep repeating through the show like there was there was i don't know if it was exactly the last one or the one before where everyone was flipping the bird all the time yeah it no, was happening oh, like God. every match i think it was the i think it was maybe two or three i want to say pay-per-views? i want to say two I think you guys are missing the obvious tie-in here. It's a promotion for some incoming talent. You may recall the former Iconics, now the Inspiration, have a podcast that AEW is promoting mm-hmm. titled Off Her Chops. Ah, So they're just, just shouting out <laughs> the, the future. Oh, this, is, this is stealth marketing. I yeah, okay. that, that's what this is. Okay, I got it. <laughs> then nitpick resolved. Uh, uh, I will say the, 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 no, you're the right. shade of purple on Miro's chest at the end of that match was Yes, oh my God. Nasty. Forget about it, man. That's, I, 
that's one thing that used to upset me more than anything. Mm-hmm. If I had looked down on my chest and I've got bruises or handprints or anything like that, it, that used to make me so mad. Yeah. But I get the feeling there's no way those two weren't like... There's an understanding yeah, there. There had to. Yeah. had to have been, especially when you're talking about Eddie Kingston. And yeah. he's like, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it. And he was like, all right, well, then I will too. Yeah. <laughs> and and going back to your nitpick, I think... I don't know. It, I don't know if it's just like an idea that they have or it's like they, they focus on something and like, let's do that too. Like, I think what's happening... And again... Um, I, I really do not want to give WWE any credit for anything, yeah. but this kind of stuff does not happen in WWE, and the reason for that is road agents. Mm-hmm. They're watching each other's matches. They're watching other people's matches, and they're saying, hey, don't do this. This is happening in a later match that is more important than what you guys are doing. So, And that's... Which I think that's a good thing. It is. Uh, it, no, it it is. can be taken too far and some point, you know, no, it's, depending it's, on who it is, it, you can corrupt it. But if we it's can't have it, four matches end by pinfall tonight. That's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're you're right. I mean, if there's something, if there's like if there's something that's going to be like a kind of a major spot in a later match up the card, then mm. yeah, you want to protect it. You, you do want you don't want to make it seem more special, right? When it happens now, and but again, it also, it just, guys, I am not Jim Cornetting this thing. This no. was an amazing pay per view, but. I can't. There's just certain things I gotta. I got. Well, yeah. We gotta talk about it. Yeah. Well, you're. I mean, we're supposed to. We're allowed to criticize. That's right. We're... But the. Fa- <laughs> I just love the <laughs> fact that you are just couching it so hard as opposed to like WWE, where it's like, okay, this was so fantastic, but there's just little thing right here. I just gotta talk. It's it's yeah. okay, guys. Well, the reason that yeah. I'm doing that is. The, on the way home from work today, yeah. uh, I was listening to uh, Cornette's podcast. Oh God! <laughs> and he was reviewing AEW. Was he? And how much did he love it? Oh well, now he loved CM Punk and uh, and Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's about it. He, I mean, he shit on everything, and I mean shit on it hard, and it. it it's uh, you know that, that now you're just doing this because you're yeah. angry. No, that, well, that you know this was a damn good paper. That and he knows that that's just what people tune in for now. Yeah, like it's like yes, he's got a problem with the young bucks and and I do too. As he <laughs> as he does with you know their like, what does he like to call it their hippy dippy dive stuff. <laughs> uh, Says the old school liberal, but all right, right. <laughs> But that's look. I, I got a problem with it too. Yeah. In this particular case, eh? Yeah. No. Yeah. The crowd was so into it. As what are you gonna do? Yeah, when we get there, you gotta I'll, let things go sometimes. Yeah. When we get there, I'm gonna have to give them their due. I mean, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But, but going back, I, the only other thing I can think of going back to that nitpick is just that it's like this is just seems like some weird inside joke that they decided like we're gonna all do one thing and this. It's like there's a yeah. wheel they spin. It's yeah. like you've got to work this into your match at some point. Okay. Tonight's special ingredient is chops. Everyone's doing chops. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. Uh, knees to the face. Here we go. And all right. Uh, but now the go home on this one, um, Kingston hits his DDT, uh, but the referee, he, he's got his back turned because of the pad that came off the turnbuckle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The pad comes off the turnbuckle, which as a side note, Kingston did such a good job of 
as he's being German, he tried to reach effortlessly to yeah. grab something to stop it and just grab the turnbuckle pad, and it just comes off. Yep. And you can see his face as he's flying back in midair, <laughs> like, wait, what? That's supposed to... Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, it's good stuff. It's good. But uh, he, hits a, he hits his DDT. Now, the referee has grabbed the turnbuckle pad at this point and is putting it back on. He got at least... A, a four count mm. out of this. And the and referee then, got heat for that, for not being in position really for the did. count. Oh, God, that Chicago crowd booed the hell out yeah. of him. He's like holding like the two fingers up in every direction, just be like, it was two. Guys, you have to believe me. <laughs> and then it didn't work because the pad fell off. And then when uh, Eddie went to slam Miro into it, he yeah, got he, in between. He got in between them, and he was like, no, hang on. This thing is... As I no the, the the turnbuckle is exposed. That's unsafe. That's unsafe. And while he's doing that, that's unsafe. While you guys are beating the hell out of it. <laughs> Nero rears back and gives him the backwards Ric Flair kick to the Nuggets. Yep. And that is your go home spot. Usually, that's you know, what? you have to get a three count, yeah, you know, something. But no, he goes for the crescent kick. That the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie did not sell, which I have no idea why. Right. Uh, so he <laughs> had to give him a second one, and he put some stank on that one, and then got his one, two, three. That might have been why Eddie didn't sell it. He wanted it to look better. Uh, yeah. Uh, he oh he caught him on that <laughs> oh, last yeah, one. No. <laughs> and I'm betting I'm betting Eddie was happy with that one. Oh, I bet so. I bet so. Uh, so Miro retains his uh, TNT title. Yep. At uh, I give this a strong four Meltzers. Mm-hmm. Such a great match, Robert. What are your thoughts? I, I'm a big fan. I, I just I think it's a classic example of how a wrestler losing does not mean they're buried. No, like I went no, back and checked this. Eddie Kingston has never won a match on an AEW pay per view. He's won on Dark and Dynamite, but he's lost every tag or singles match he's had on their pay per views. Mm-hmm. But you never stop to ask, wait, why is he getting a shot at a title? What's he doing? Because like, he's just so compelling as just this unstoppable scrapper. Like you, And this, you, this match totally told the story that it's like, oh, Miro's in danger if he doesn't do something. He yeah. is one of these rare people that I'll just go ahead and put it out there. He doesn't need a title. It's actually probably going to slow him down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like he's he is the George the Animal Steel. He's the Lou Albano. He's yeah. those guys. They never needed titles. Uh, Braun Strowman, I think, at one point was one of those guys. Uh, I, but they kept giving him title shots anyway, so he yeah. just kept having to lose. Well, that, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I complained about watching. It was like he doesn't need one. He should never ever win, and then he did. And it's like no. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Bray the Fiend Wyatt, and well. Never Look needed a title, wins. and that, and then they gave it to him, and then took it, and they buried they him. Took after it in that. the worst way, yeah. Oh God, I don't want to relive that. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to our next match, uh, which was John Moxley and I, <laughs> this I newcomer John Ma, Ma, Monks, yeah. Ma, Moxley. Okay, yeah, that one I couldn't pronounce. <laughs> How about that, huh? John Moxley uh, just tearing into Japan like his middle name is MacArthur. <laughs> wow. 
my- versus Satoshi Kojima. All right, I vacate my seat. Robert, it's yours now. <laughs> my World War II history buff dad will never listen to this podcast, but I like to think that he, he somewhere smiles because he knows I made that joke for him. We were joking on the way in that you should be the new host of this show, but after the quality of that joke, you two are fired, and this is now, this is a work with Robert Bradford. Yeah, that's it. That's Maybe I can come in as well, a guest spot. Good luck every in all my future endeavors. <laughs> God damn it. What is this, Nick Khan running this thing? Jesus, man. <laughs> so now, look, I don't watch uh, New Japan. I, I used to watch it, you know, a little bit in pieces, but, you know, just sparingly. Uh, so I'm familiar with the name. I'll be honest, the only. Kojima that I know is the creator of Metal Gear Solid. That's <laughs> so. Uh, oh, we made those jokes during the match. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but it, I again I was in the I was in the same boat because. But uh, again, Wrestling. I. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't quit. It's it's stuck. Please, I'm sorry. Continue. Continue what? I'm done. <laughs> no. Um. No, it's just I, I, I have come to trust AEW specifically when even if it's someone I don't know, I know that they have, whoever they have they have decided to pit against Moxley is someone who is good, mm-hmm. who they who is a, a gr- good worker. And, well, the crowd certainly knew him, and that helped a lot. Even if I didn't necessarily know, they knew. Right, they did. And um, as, you know, I, I don't have a ton of notes about this. This was a hard-hitting match. Once again... Now we are at three matches, and six times we are doing the trading spot. Uh, trading chops, trading punches, trading uh, forearms. How, how old did they say Kojima was? He's in his 50s? Uh, Early 50s? Yeah, something like that. Uh, see, you that know what? No, I'm not even going to say that. It's, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to tell. And That man looks fantastic. Um, and you know what? So did Suzuki. Yeah. He could have been 80 or he could have been 20. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Other than people telling us he's been doing this 30 years. I was like, okay, well, there. All right. That's some kind of timeline there. <laughs> so at least 32. Right. <laughs> they start young in New Japan. But yes, they do. Uh, ask Kenny Omega. <laughs> uh, you know what? That sounded dirtier than I meant for that to sound. <laughs> I, I want to apologize. That's not... He wrestled a twelve-year-old once. It was adorable. Yeah, that that's that's what happened. It was it was in fun. a wrestling ring in a wrestling match in front of people. It was fans that came to see professional. Yeah, I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> I will say I, I do like what they've done with these uh, forbidden door matches by having like people from the outside come in because it's a great way to keep Moxley sharpened. You know, like he's. He can go back into the title scene anytime, mm-hmm. and he's got this win streak. But also, you—he doesn't have to be squashing any AEW talent or tying up any big stories. He's just like, "There's this guy from Japan. I want him over here so I can beat the crap out the, of him." The title can yeah. wait. All of Japan wants to fight him one by one. So hold on. <laughs> either that, or Moxley wants to fight all of Japan. Uh, either we're way, we're not sure. It it's, seems to be mutual. That's going to happen. There, there is genuine. Either Moxley hates Japan or Japan hates Moxley. We're, it's unclear who who hates who more. <laughs> it's an invasion. I, I said that. I meant it. I'm not taking it back. <laughs> it's it's an invasion, but they very politely agreed to just do it one at a time until Moxley <laughs> Right. It's only fair. It's so only- a Horatius at the bridge situation. Like he just stands there as wave after wave of Japanese men charge at him. Right, right. 
<laughs> Again, more more war references. It's love it. That's right. You're going to learn today. <laughs> so, again, this match was fantastic. Uh, got a nitpick. Um, <laughs> so, the go home on this, uh, Moxley hit two paradigm shifts, according to the announcers. Nay. <laughs> he hit one paradigm shift, and then he caught him with a double underhook suplex. That was not a paradigm shift. It does go that way sometimes if he tries too hard to like invert them completely and they just end up flopping over. Yeah. That's a, I mean, look, I'll give him a pass, but that's if it's a double underhook suplex, you got to call it a suplex. Come on, guys. That's uh, It was a nice fisherman suplex. <sighs> Hello. Thank you, Michael Cole. That's <laughs> I, I I did about thirty minutes with Verkara, uh last night talking about the fisherman hook suplex <laughs> and how You're right. I will accept a perfect plex or a cradle suplex, but nothing else. <laughs> and how dare anybody else? You're right. I was mistaken. It was a Northern Lights. Oh, oh good Lord. A Samoan drop, I thought. <laughs> no, it was a frog splash. <laughs> so we can go on all Michael Cole all day. <laughs> but after the match, uh, now we have Minoru Suzuki that comes out. Uh, once again, somebody I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but uh, from what I've gleaned, he is a genuine badass, like badass who's been the in the industry for a long time. What little and, bit I and looked that crowd up, went nuts for him. Mm-hmm. They clearly knew who he was. Yeah. Um, it also helps to sell it that when his music hits, uh, he doesn't come out for a minute, and Mox is just staring at it, and you can see him mouthing like, "Oh, oh, oh and then and then like the bug eyes." At one point, he says, "What the fuck?" And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and th- that's that's something great that AEW does because it's like they, they've done they've done a lot to introduce me to people that i've never seen before and without pretending for and without overloading me at the outset they just let the moment happen and they they show you they don't tell you they show you it's a big moment and this is a big person Mm -hmm. that is important and to be feared and it totally you know and it totally goes that in it and then they start you know letting you know why this is important and what's about to happen. Right. And that that's huge. I want the announcers to explain it. You know, unlike WWE who has wrestlers in their roster <laughs> and who is that? Is it well, she's from NXT UK. You you guys hired her. I've never seen this person before with Eva Marie. Oh my god. <laughs> and say, but here completely different fed and they're like, "Oh, this is Minoru Suzuki. This is a this is a legendary badass from New Japan." And yeah, with AEW, yeah. the worst you get sometimes is they'll call them by the wrong name from a previous promotion. We're going to talk about that. Malachi Black. <laughs> I mean, he's a, it's like basically the, the the feeling was he's a big deal. Uh, enjoy the moment and then go Google him. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is great. That's how I want to feel. It's like that's. It's like I want to know more about this. Why this is going to be great. And once again, and he comes out there. He gets in Moxley's face. Yep. 
Believe it or not, they <laughs> traded punches and then traded chops. There was a bit where Moxley's elbow had gotten busted open during the match. Oh my mm-hmm. god! It was... His first, he throws an elbow to the side of Suzuki's head, and you just see like the shower curtain in a slasher movie, blood just spatter across. Yeah, it just yeah. smeared across body. his face. Poor Moxley, man, he cannot catch a break with that elbow, huh? I mean, it's it's almost every other match. Apparently, he's he catches in. nothing but breaks with that elbow. <laughs> <laughs> So they go back and forth. Uh, he comes off the ropes. He catches Moxley in the uh, gotch uh, pile driver, mm-hmm. and which, for my money, is the scariest version of a pile driver that you can do. Uh, it just, it, and he he didn't jump a lot with it, but he jumped enough mm-hmm. to make you go. Ooh. It's. It's so uh, it's such a unsettling bump. It, it bothers me every time. But uh, once again, a fantastic match. I gave this a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff, guys. What do you think? Any last words on this one? No, no. I mean, that's that's a good way to leave it. So we move into our next one here. Uh, this is the AEW's Women's Championship. Doctor Britt Baker, D M D. Folks at home, don't worry. I did the finger pointing along with him as legally required. And she's from Britsburg. I don't believe that. I'm, I'm upset for myself <laughs> that I just said that. Versus Chris Statlander. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I was worried um, about this whole thing because every time I see Statlander or Baker start to look like they are shining. I will tell people about it and then they will both shit the bed and try to kill each other. <laughs> Look, you can't blame them for your superpower. I <laughs> This doesn't just happen with them either. If I could harness this and use it for the forces of good, you, I you for good you'd hold world you'd hold countries for a ransom. I I would. I I definitely would. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say who's good. Yeah, I mean, I would be, I would be nice to everybody at first. But this is like the discussion I've had with Dave about why he shouldn't have psychic powers. <laughs> um, what do you, what do you guys think here? As I, uh, what, what do you think about this match? I liked it a lot. It had one of the most interesting moments ever because Orange Cassidy stayed in, in Chris's corner for the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had him do something I've never seen him do before. Can I set up? Sure. So yeah, after uh, this is after the um, uh, they they both go to the outside. Statlander tries to a moonsault off the ring apron, misses while she's trying to get back up. Uh, Britt comes off the ring stairs, does a curb stomp on her, and then rolls back to the ring while the ref mm-hmm. starts counting. And so St- uh, Statlander's down, not moving. It gets to five, to six, to seven. And then Orange Cassidy comes and, and he's he wants and he's trying to get find a way to encourage her to get up and get back in. So he does the the one thing I've never seen him do before. He raises his voice and yells for her to get up and get back in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we're starting to see some life in Orange Cassidy. Well, I mean, yeah, it's... they've been they've been building it for a while where it's like there's just these moments where he comes to life. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to see. Well, it's also he kind of had to evolve uh, yeah, a yeah. bit because you know you can't be you, you you can't be silent the entire time and the lackadaisical wrestler 
100% of the time. Right. I think um, he got a, a taste of the main event scene at the last pay-per-view from that triple threat. And it's and as realized, it's like, yeah, you know, if you show a little flexibility with a gimmick. Yeah. But, and he, yeah, and he has been. It's just, it's, it's, um, what makes it interesting is like, he, he it's clear. It's like Cassidy's default slash preference is I just don't want to have to try if I don't need to, but right. I will. And it, and now he's showing it off enough that it's like, you can't underestimate him. Yeah. Because he, you know, that talent is there. <laughs> And at one point, um, Statlander gets thrown out of the ring, and uh, uh, who was it that was out there? It was Jamie Hayter and uh, uh, Rebel, Rebel yeah. slash Reba. And yeah, they go to put the boots to her, and Cassidy walks around. He doesn't really do anything. He's just like, eh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, I, I always love that about his gimmick. It's just so that he's just the super cool guy to the nth degree. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's why I can't wait for this game. Yeah, I can't wait for this game to come. Oh, out. they showed new footage today uh, oh, yeah. of Jungle Boy in action. I, I saw. And that. if Darby Allen's AI isn't the most wild thing in that game, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> How do you tell like a, a glitch that just makes him bounce around the ring from the way Darby <laughs> Allen just moves? This isn't this isn't uh, a bug. It's a feature. This is normal. Right. So uh, DMD, uh, she actually retains mm-hmm. uh, her belt, which. As over as she is, well deserved. Yeah. Um, with the locked jaw. Can I put in a note from uh, the co the hosts of This Is a Takeover with whom I watched this the second time? Absolutely. Uh, Shelby Ray Patterson, host of that show, um, was very happy to see after at the last NXT Takeover, um, Adam Cole, who is dating Britt Baker in real life, mm-hmm. used her lockjaw submission on Kyle O'Reilly. He did. Uh, Britt Baker at, uh, oh, at Sunday's that's event right. does Adam Cole's Panama Sunrise move to yes. Statlander. He called it the Pittsburgh Sunrise, I believe. Uh, or okay, or I something that. something along those lines. Uh, I believe she called it the Pittsburgh oh, yeah. Sunrise. That's how you say I love you in wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's how you set the table for wrestling. <laughs> Forks to the left. Knives in the back. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> moving into our next match, and I don't even know how we want to start this, but this is the uh, for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Uh, yes. This is the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers inside a 20-foot-tall steel cage. I just found that out today. Well, I will set the I will set the scene by saying this was some wild shit. Yeah, yeah. Let's start things out with the entrances. Um, Lucha Brothers. Oh my god! I mean, it almost yeah, told yeah. the tale right off. You knew they were going to win by their entrance. Oh god, yeah. A uh, couple of rappers. I that I have. It's, I have no idea who they are. Mikey Rukus is one of the guys, or Rukus. I'm not trying to say his name. I think it's Ruckus. Ruckus. I think it's Ruckus. That actually okay. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But he he's done a lot of like uh, entrance music work for wrestlers and. Uh, apparently this was one of his a chance he got to do sort of an on-camera performance. Yeah, it, it did a great job. Now you know, again, Cornette hated this, and I say unto you, why? Why did you hate it? Is it just because you don't like rap? Because that okay, that's that's fine. That's one thing. Yeah. I don't normally like rap, but I loved that performance and have had it stuck in my head all week. You right. felt the passion. You, you felt f- it. They came out in in ceremonial Aztec headgear, yeah. man. I mean, 
How cool is that? But no, he hated every minute of it. He just, he hates colors and music and babies' <laughs> laughter. And I, I don't know. It's. I, if there were a puppy close enough, it'd have gotten kicked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they have an amazing entrance, telling the tale already. And Ray Phoenix like scurries up the uh, the side of the cage in like three seconds. Also foretelling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, well, they get started, and holy shit, did they? They did not waste any time. Not at all. Um, well, Mr. Robert, what do you think? I think this. I've also got some issues with the Young Bucks and just sort of the way they they do things in matches. This format took away most of their big weaknesses. The two things right. that I can't stand about the Bucks are all of their matches become tornado matches for the last eight minutes or so. Right. Like at a certain point, they're just in there double teaming oh, yeah. constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And second, it's the fact that they'll do all these elaborate finisher style moves and get two counts, which makes it look like the offense doesn't matter. I, I, I said I said during the match, it's like they're like the only tag team I know that has five moves of doom. <laughs> right. Well, they do like the last 30 seconds of a match for 15 minutes straight mm-hmm. is sort of what they'll do. But in a cage match, it's already tornado rules, and everybody's so close together that pretty much any time they landed a big move on Phoenix or Penta, the other one could make it over to break up the count. Right. So all the offense really looked like it was landing and carried that story forward. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't agree more. This is... If you have to do finishers like that, this would be the Bucks' wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, and, and plus, their so stick, their stick this time worked because since they ended up losing the stuff they pulled was fine it, it worked right. like when they go to to once again try to rip the masks off yeah of the lucha brothers like which ripping them remember maybe two years ago mm-hmm. when uh we saw the bucks versus the lucha brothers before yes uh and he actually did pull the uh, pull right. the mask off during a match when the Bucks were supposed to be faces. Yeah. I in that match we got mad. That was yeah, the first all of us got mad because that's an <laughs> ultimate heel move. If you if you understand the culture of Mexican wrestling, mm-hmm. or, it was the first time I'd seen them wrestle. And I was like, oh, yeah. they must be bad guys, right? I mean, and then no. I watched Dynamite. Like, oh, I, I guess I'm supposed to cheer for them. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you, that's like an ultimate move of disrespect, and I'm not I'm not supposed to like that. Right. <laughs> but yeah, now 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 it clicks, and they oh man, it's made for such an image, especially Penta, so bloodied up, and I think a blood vessel burst in one of his eyes because one of his eyes was super red. Yeah. Now, do you want to tell him why Penta was so bloody? I actually can't remember at the moment. Oh, I can. What, what was it? Well, there were several shots uh, to the cage that he took. Yes. And then one of my heroes, <laughs> I'm not even going to say his name. It's not worth it to me. Tosses a bag into the ring, which you could oh, that tell one. Okay. Yeah. when he did that. There was a pause in the match. The match came to a dead stop because everybody stopped. And looked at him, wanting to toss this bag, which tells me, in rehearsal, 
they tried this about eight <laughs> or nine different times, and he couldn't get it right. No, I feel like he got it right maybe twice out of mm-hmm. however many times they threw it. It's like, okay, so you sure you got it now? Uh-huh. Like, no, no, I can do it. I can do it. I, 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 we yeah, don't yeah. have to do it this way. We can set it in the inside of the cave. We can get it ourselves. No, 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 no. No, we're okay. Uh, I can it, do this. this it'll look better if I toss pass. it. <laughs> yeah, it'll look better if I toss, I toss it like a touchdown pass. You sure? We can, we can go under the apron. No, now, it's cool. Huh? It's cool. We got it. All right. And, and he managed to, he managed to do it. <laughs> and what is inside that bag? Is a Nike. That's right. Oh God. With thumbtacks on it. I okay. The entire sole of the shoe. Is I don't just... know if that's more dangerous or safer than what I when I looked at it. I was like, why didn't you just buy a cleat? Because <laughs> <laughs> they someone had to sit down and laboriously super glue tacks to the mm-hmm. bottom of a sneaker. Yeah. I was really hoping after he put it on Cutler at some point. <laughs> yeah. At some point he'd try to run across the ring and his foot would just get stuck in the mat and he would face plant. I, I kept like, waiting for that to oh. happen. <laughs> and he comes out, he's gonna super kick Ray Phoenix. Yeah. And Penta jumps in his That's way right. to protect the... his younger brother. Yeah. And which if you if you've followed the story in AAA, which I haven't. Uh, you know, you would know that they, it's always been, you know, Ray following after Penta and you know, just held him up in such a high regard. And it was very um, Matt Riddle, Randy Orton type of uh, tag team in the beginning. Sort of one-sided. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, then they yeah. became more special. And then Penta gets in front to protect his younger brother. And Boom. He gets hit. Yep. <laughs> and then he gets hit again. They ran him into the. Uh, they ran it. They gave him a big boot in the corner. Yeah, yeah. And his mask actually got stuck in the tacks. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Because <laughs> you can see him sort of pull his head away for a second. They're like, "What? That's not going anywhere." It got really awkward for a second. You you mentioning Triple A just made me realize what. AEW makes me think of AEW makes me feel like I'm reading like a, like a DC or Marvel crossover event where it's like to get the full story of why this is more significant you have to read issue blank of this comic. <laughs> it you know you're you're that's right. what the backstory and is, but you can still follow along with this well enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'm trying to think of more spots. There was so many amazing things that there happened. Were, I, I, think I did not write the any other, of them down. And uh, I, I will say this. The Young Bucks had their spots, too, but they really let the Lucha Brothers shine with the big, big spots. Because Ray Phoenix one did ascend the top of that cage. Oh, we'll get there. Okay, we'll get sorry. There. We're not there we'll yet? Okay. There, there was That's, a great bit where they're... Uh, they're uh, all four men are between the uh, the ropes and the wall of the cage. Oh, yeah. And both uh, Nick Jackson and... Phoenix wind up getting caught by the other one in a pile driver position, and the, and the and older so, brothers look at each other. Oh yeah, and it's just like it's almost like a, a standoff. Like you you do yours, I'll do I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then they just because you know he'd already taken a, a spike shoe to the face earlier. He's like, sorry, brother, that's all you get. Right, they just package pile driver <laughs> the the guy while the other one has to watch. Right, right. Um. So we we. Again, there, there's many more spots that I'm sure that we're leaving out that, that were just absolutely amazing. I personally, uh, I, I don't like all the big finishers. 
Uh, I'm not a fan of that unless it makes sense. Oh yeah, you're right. In a standard tag match, I hate the the not the Lucha Brothers, the uh, the Young Bucks and what they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in this particular case, we've got this dangerous looking cage. Uh, everybody's bloody, which in my world is a requirement for yeah. being in a steel cage. This is a, if it's in a steel cage, it's supposed to be a grudge match. Yeah, you, you, you're bleeding. They, Somebody's bleeding. It's interesting. They never explicitly say whether or not escaping the cage is a way to win. The Bucks try to run up at one point early in the match, but pretty much from there on, it's just everybody beating up and going for pinfalls. Yeah. And... But I kind of like that. It's the old idea of the cage of this isn't about can you get out. This is, all right, this is here so nobody can run and nobody can come in to save you. Which is the main purpose of a cage. It's right. like, yeah. this can't that, be... Again, it's story. Yeah. It's Yeah, it's like the whole, the whole point is you guys have to settle this. There's been too much interference one way or another. There's been too much shenanigans. You stay in this cage and you have a conclusion. Right. Um, and unlike WWE, who always hammers the point home, is like you can escape or you can pin, win by pinfall or submission. Every and they have to remind you every step. Every cage match in WWE is fundamentally broken by the fact that there's a door in the corner that yep. a guy will just open if you walk towards it. Right. Like you don't even have to like <laughs> kick the door open or anything. You, yeah. It's just like, oh, are, are you coming here? Allow me, sir. Yeah. It's, just like, <laughs> it's a valet. That's, yeah. It should be more of a fight for that door. Right. Uh, so. Uh, Tell us how we ended this match. Ray Phoenix scurries up to the cage. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot faster than I thought he would have by this point in the match. Yeah, uh, you're supposed to. You're, you're supposed I to mean, lag a little. I here. mean, he went slow for him. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Because I mean, we saw how fast he went up at the beginning. It was slower than that, but he got up there and he he ends up doing a crossbody from the top of that cage onto them. Yeah. There was also a bit, because he climbs up to kind of the midsection, he's holding on to to one of the lines for safety. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was Nick Jackson tries to climb up after him. Phoenix lets go, just runs completely unsupported, unsafe, to the corner, kicks him on the way, and and then grabs the rope. And there's not a level platform up there. It was just basically... And it was... It's unnerving to watch, especially if you get vertigo or something like that. It's it's a little... (laughs) It's intense. 20 feet in the air, guys. Uh... Just a little food for thought. This is the same height as the Hell in the Cell cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the WWE's uh, cages are 16 feet high. So as I, so there you go. If you need some uh, dimensions on on why this was a big deal to me and why yeah. I keep harping on it, this is an intimidating looking cage. It's first of all, it's silver as God intended. Yes, it's not some silly red or black plastic looking cage. You can with, see through it better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, he does this high cross body. Uh, they do the uh, pile driver for the win. One, two, three. We have new AEW tag team champions in the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, and, and for all my misgivings about the Young Bucks, and they're not going to stop here. Um, this, I will say, they everything. I mean, this whole, the whole match, the way this was planned, and their and their agreement that this was the right time mm-hmm. for them to lose. Props to them; they executed this 
very well. They did. This was the one match on the card, and one of the things I love about AEW's booking in general is in pretty much any contest, I'll be like, okay, if that guy wins, I can see that being a good story. But if that guy wins, that's also... Mm-hmm. Here, if the Bucks had retained, I would have actually... I would have downgraded the match. If everything else was yeah. the same and just yeah. a different finish, I would have been like, they're overplaying this, and this was this was the right time for someone else to take it. So I'm, I'm glad they made that call. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I gave this match uh, four and a half. I started to give it a five, but it did go a little bit too long for my taste. I don't think you can get away from that in a Young Bucks match. No, you really can't. Um, I was going back and looking at their record, and it was like, eh, you know, they had their match against Page and Omega was like 32 minutes. Their uh, match against FDR was 28. They've been pairing it back. This was mm-hmm. it was the longest match on the card by five seconds, 22:05. But <laughs> they're, it's restrained well, for them. Good. And so that's, and that's, that's great. That's, I hope they can stay in that range. Yeah, right, because it's acceptable. Yeah, because I, I just I. Man, I, I think that's the one thing. It just it tires me out. Yeah, it, it does. And uh, every time I hear the time limit for one of their matches, I get worried. Yeah, and and we'll that's going to come into factor here in a little bit too. Um, moving into our next match, can I say one other thing real quick? Please. Uh, after the the match when the Lucha Brothers are celebrating and just oh, looking yeah. so happy and overwhelmed to have done this. Uh, three little girls who are Penta's daughters come running mm-hmm. up to hug him at ringside, and it is the cutest thing. Oh, until his face is covered in blood, so when they're like yeah. hugging their dad and kissing them, these small children just come away. With yeah. the, the, the smallest one, the little toddler, she is just on her. The front of her shirt is just ruined. Yeah, it's, born into blood. Which it cannot yeah. be the first time they've seen their dad looking like that. But no, it's still. No. Not, not, lo- <laughs> but they immediately went from heartwarming family moment to aftermath of a horror movie. <laughs> so, yeah, well, now we have our casino battle royal. Oh, yeah. Now, the uh, the winner of this battle royal uh, is the number one contender for uh, the women's uh, AEW title. Um, there's not a lot to say here. Um, I usually love a good battle royal. Mm-hmm. I, I this is this is my downfall on on, on this whole pay per view. Okay, uh, I, I I thought this battle royal <clears throat> sucked. <laughs> I I think I think the structure needs a little fine tuning, and over time, I'm sure they'll they'll work it out. Yeah, I think one of the big advantages of a battle royal is you can, especially one where people are entering in sequence, is that you can give everybody a little moment. So like members of your roster who don't normally get matches, it's like okay, but they get to do their finisher before getting eliminated. Mm-hmm. And it weirdly had almost none of that. Like a lot of the dark people, the people who primarily wrestle on dark. Uh, just to be clear, were thrown out like almost. I, I didn't think about that until you corrected, and now that's all I can think of. But like they went out, <laughs> they went out so quickly. Like the uh, the the first elimination was just like the uh, what was her name? Uh, Sky Blue, just adorable uh, kid. I haven't seen her. Yeah, she must have been anything. a hometown favorite because there was people in the there were people in the stands. Either that or they wanted to see Sky Blue and and Red Velvet go at it. Just because of namesake. Well, apparently they did that on on Dark. So yeah, well, see, that's why I don't watch Dark. (laughs) But no, she gets eliminated when she I think tries to knock the the bunny or somebody over, uh, doesn't, Mm -hmm. and then like poses on the ropes facing the hard cam, which 
You, you always know. That's the signal. Yeah. It immediately gets hit from behind and taken out because what did you think was going to happen when you went up on the ropes in a battle royal? And which this was this set the tone for everybody going <laughs> out, it seemed. Uh, this happened more than a few times. Uh, which brings me to Jade Cargill. 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 I, I Carhart. I don't. I know. knew I, that I, was. I knew that was coming. That's. Uh, I. I don't. I don't like her. I don't think she can wrestle. I think she is the great Kali of women's wrestling. <laughs> oh wow. Well, uh, notice, she will do a power move, somewhat of a power move. Right. And then what does she do? She poses, mm-hmm. and then she will do one more power move she hasn't wrestled yet she hasn't grabbed a headlock in her life (laughs) she can she will body slam somebody and then do the double bicep and then she'll clothesline somebody and then she'll show off the triceps and then she'll and it's just we'll do an overhead press slam and then she'll do the hulk pose that's there's a lot of that. She's got a thing that is working okay in singles matches, and I'm hoping people are like trying to coach and teach her. But yeah, in a in a battle royal, it just stands out as really weird and clunky. It, yeah, it, it it didn't work. Um, well, you know who did work? Thunder Rosa. Holy oh, shit! God, la mera mera. I'm telling you, she what stormed is... that ring, and when she wasn't kicking people's faces in, she was making faces, and it was amazing. I'm telling you something right now, brother. Uh, I got a call uh, yesterday uh, from a good wrestling friend of mine up in Lincolnton, North Carolina, uh, who, for all intents and purposes, hates women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and all he could talk about was this Casino Battle Royal, DMD, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, and Chris Statlander, and how amazing they did Sunday night. And how he is a fan of AEW Women's Division. Nice. Okay. Which, wow. Um I'm not even there yet, and I'm trying to be really open-minded about it, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm not there yet. I will say most of the talent that I that going into this, I was like, I know this person from from what I've seen so far. I think they're, they're they've got the goods. Most of them did really well. Like you know, um, even you know the kind of fresher faces like Jamie Hader, Anna Jay. I think we're looking pretty great. And then the kind of the the, the stalwarts like. Uh, Penelope Ford, Thunder Rosa, Nyla, Nyla Rose. Rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what I loved about Nyla is she's the biggest person in the match. So normally yeah. that's the big show spot. Everybody teams up, but right. she's actually running around making like little temporary alliances. And mm-hmm. then oh, that was and great. Yeah. And then everybody over. <laughs> like they don't even show with Diamante. Like they do like a little fist bump thing, and then the next time the camera's over them, Nyla Rose is beating her into the corner. <laughs> beautiful. It was beautiful stuff. Um, I will also say, uh, my gal legit Leela Hurst. Oh. Very disappointed in her, man. I wanted a much better showing, although she did German suplex uh, Nyla Rose. Yes, uh, she did. You expect that to be the spot she of her She is a tiny time. ball of power. It's 
sorry you were sorry. saying you expect that to be the spot of like her trying and like she can't quite get it off it's like nope just does it like yeah like this is a person her own size it, it took a little bit of doing but uh, yeah she did it yeah it, it that but that was about her only showing and i uh, you were talking about jamie hater i saw her i want to say maybe Two years ago, it was ju- it was when Dynamite had just started. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jamie Hader, she was on there maybe two shows. She did the job a couple of times. Uh, she cut a heel promo, and then poof, we never saw her again. Um, I liked her back then. Um, I'm seeing her now. Um, she's centered. Uh, her move set and her style has matured I'll, I'll i'll say it that way mm-hmm. um she's gonna be something i i i i can see some major major potential in her um well this battle royal goes on and on and on until we get to the joker um and the joker this time is none other than ruby soho Formerly known as Ruby Riot of the Riot Squad. Wow. So great to see her back. Yeah. It's it's always interesting to me when like somebody makes a return or a, there's a departure or something. There are some individuals that the entire wrestling community has only good things to say about. Right. And people from who were still under contract at WWE, people who worked, you know, with her NXT, just everybody was so was just putting out how happy they were to see her come down that ramp. So apparently um, her former partner, whose name just fell right out of my head. Sarah Logan. There you go. Sarah Logan bought a plane ticket and went up to Chicago to see her, brought her her baby with her, and uh, just didn't tell her she was coming, just went backstage to check her out and poof and just made her a ball of tears before she went out (laughs) so that's 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 kind of cool right (laughs) right Uh uh-huh go outside (laughs) make sure everybody sees you cry and (laughs) yeah for all for all the uh, for all the messiness when she came out and when you got to that like last group things kind of clicked in like most of the dead weight was it gone mm-hmm. and i think the last eight or ten minutes of this were really good it, it really was it, it it zoned in and uh we we had a decent match we had a decent go home in mm-hmm. this um we had a nice little apron run between uh ruby and uh, uh thunder rosa mm-hmm. which god Thunder Rosa just she keeps getting better and better and better. Yes, oh she my does. god. I'm telling she she's something too. She's gonna be something. It's it's well she already is something. Yeah. Um former NWA women's champion. Yeah, absolutely. Had the picture of her on the belt and everything. It's an interesting choice, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it. Um yeah, I I loved uh the match. Uh, I thought it was great. Great to welcome in uh, your winner of the Casino Battle Royal, Ruby Soho, who is now the number one contender. Uh, and I think that's uh, that's fitting. Yeah. Uh, even though we had D- uh, Diamante and Thunder Rose in there, also favorites uh, to go up against the for the title. But um, 
I, I think it's a fitting choice to have Ruby Soho there. Uh, any any thoughts? I just I think talking about your friend in Lincolnton, I think what he I'm, I'm betting it it re- makes me think of the the magic school bus mantra. I think it's because AEW is willing to take chances, make mistakes, and get messy. That that's the appealing part. Even if it's not completely there yet, there's you see where where it's going, and it's it's going somewhere very fascinating. Yeah. yeah Sorry, go ahead. Well, there's enough people in there who got to show like just what they can do and how how good they are. Mm-hmm. That the fact that there are some people who didn't quite seem on the level or quite ready for prime time, you can still see the potential. You can see what this division is becoming and where it's gonna be, you mm-hmm. know, in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, uh, my my friend from Lincolnton, not a CM Punk fan until this past Sunday either. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's been a lonely couple of weeks for him in the wrestling community. Oh, yeah, it's it's been tough. Uh <laughs> Speaking of which, oh no, I'm sorry, I skipped one. Um so yeah, I gave the uh Casino Battle Royal uh three melters. Uh really enjoyed it. And welcome Ruby Soho. Yeah. Uh moving into our next match, we have Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Versus Chris Jericho. Um, <laughs> Hold on, what was that second name? I forgot. Uh huh. Some some old man doesn't uh, matter. Uh, kind of matters. Some Canadian musician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This was uh, so so we we're gonna start this off with the entrances. You and, have to. Uh, <laughs> you absolutely have to. Huh? So we start off with the old school WWE countdown. With the it's bah, the Y two J countdown, yeah. yes, and but legally distinct, so they can't get sued. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Vince McMahon has not found a way to copy or to copyright descending numbers yet. <laughs> and also, uh, the lights go out. Mm-hmm. We see Pyro, and then using the same font, uh huh, pops up Jericho's last match. <laughs> and then MJF's music. Oh hits. God, it was I. <laughs> I love this guy so much. There's he's gonna be the next Flair, the next Hogan, the next Stone Cold, the next Rock. It's, he is the best at being the worst. He without question. Without question. He is better than us and we know it. He comes out with uh, Jerry Lawler's robe on uh <laughs> for some reason. Uh <laughs> Not my business. I don't want to know why you have that. And then this uh, this should have been a lot cooler than it was, but uh, this was a shit the bed part of the evening. You're talking about the entrance or the match? The entrance. Okay. Uh, it's not a. What's ma- the guy's name? Billy Gray. Billy Gray. I had to I don't look know. it up. Yeah. I don't know any other member of Fozzing. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was completely a shit the bed moment, but I think they should have just not relied too much on the audience and just put the words up on the screen maybe just follow the bouncing jericho head yes. you know uh, yes just acknowledge follow the it. jericho belly Guevara comes the, out with the uh, with the cue cards that he would sometimes there do you the, go. the fans are already into it just put the words up and they will go along yeah cuz it was clear 
because what they, they didn't des- know the words is what they decided to do was have Fozzie's lead guitarist come out and start playing Judas so that the fans could sing the song. Yeah. The entire song. The problem is the fans didn't know the entire song. And it, it also, is different pl- to oh, just ahead. the just the instrumental versus the the way that it normally plays. Right. It sounds different, and that was probably weird for people. It sounds different, and I believe uh, Mr. Gray uh, botched uh, at some point there. I mean, and because the thing is, like, when you're singing with a crowd, you need you need you need someone starting off to help people follow along. Like that's like maybe you could have lowered Jericho's uh, you know uh, singing a little bit. Just enough so that people could hear it and keep in tune. Yeah, but there was... were definitely points where it was like like we were at home going, <laughs> "What have I become? <laughs> I become, I become, I become, I become." Ah, <laughs> Uh, yeah, everybody yeah. was on a different page with this. Not that they weren't trying, but it was just an uncoordinated. Yeah, you uh, wonder if just after hearing that, he like called Aubrey. Was like, All right, "We're changing the finish. I'm not. I'm not retiring on this." <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, this is ridiculous. No, no, I ain't going out like no punk bitch. Billy, you're you're fired. <laughs> Get out. No, no fucking leave. God damn it, not in front of everybody. Leave, and <laughs> we will talk about this later. When you come to the cruise in November, bring your cement shoes. <laughs> So this match starts out uh, so good. We started out very slow. Mm-hmm. I was like, "We're we're working, we're working." I like the way we're doing this, so that. But let's be honest. As I, like, we're not doing this because we want a nice match. No, uh, we're doing this so that Jericho doesn't blow up, and uh, you know what it is. No, you know, that's you know fine. what it is. I mean, look, man, the man's older, and it, it's you know he you gotta pace it differently <laughs> and don't get me wrong is if if i get in the ring right now you better believe this we're holding this headlock for three minutes <laughs> easy i mean first move so um <laughs> uh, mjf i i cannot say enough about him about how he can grab that crowd and manipulate them to do exactly what he wants. Um, kind of reminds me of Larry Zabisco. Yeah, I can see that. Where just a look will inspire so much hatred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what we got here. Because um, there's a lot of people that really love MJF and they were not in that Chicago crowd. No. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think? I think you're right. I think, and I think it was just a, a great match between them, where okay. they they really rocked it back and forth. Yeah, MJF is he's so good on on promos and like you said, his his character and his heel work. You forget just what a good storyteller in the ring he is too. Mm. Like at one point, uh, uh, Jericho does a power bomb onto the ring apron on the outside, and so. For the rest of that match, he kind of plays a little sensitive on the back, downplays, downplays, and then something happens, and he'll right. it'll suddenly come back yeah. to him like, oh god, that still hurts. Like mm-hmm. he um he uh, does like Jericho tries to do a hurricane run off the top rope later. MJF counters into a power bomb, and then when they both hit the mat, MJF just like snaps ah, up, holding his yeah. back, he shrieks, screaming. He shrieks. Oh yes, he did. That was that was the spot I was thinking yeah. of. Yes. While in counterpoint to that, um. And this, this is a big thing for me because all of my heroes work the arm. 
And that's exactly what MJF stayed on. He yeah. picked apart and picked it apart. Because if you work that arm, he can't do the Judas effect. And that's what he stayed with the whole match. Yep. It was beautiful. It, what Talking about MJF selling is just what makes it great for me is like what makes a great heel or face for me is like a, a great face. You see his limitations and you see his, his weaknesses, but he's working hard and he's struggling and, you know, he, he finds a way to overcome. And the heel... Like MJF, when he when he when he has a weakness, he's just like he he's openly disgusted and how horrible this is, and he's mm-hmm. doing his best to cover it. And of course, by covering, he cheats. Right. And yeah, it, it, that's great because you see you see the the moment of weakness in both men, but you see one be more noble, and then you see one just absolutely just just do be, basically when it's done well, what MJF does. And, and that's exactly what we saw that night. Uh, now, let me see if I can get this go home right because it's it's complicated. No, I, uh, I, I can help you through it. If, I, I took notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did I. Uh, <laughs> okay. So um, at one point, I, I don't remember what started it, but Wardlow comes out I, to I, do a run in. Yeah. Poor camera work here because we did not see uh, um, Jake Hager. Jake Hager suddenly pops out of the, I think the crowd or it's by the ramp or something and intercepts him. Yeah, and so they start fighting. And what? other refs come out to break him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, three other refs and they're all fighting. Aubrey is distracted. Uh, I'll let you jump in here, Robert. So um, MJF has just rolled to the ground in one corner and it just so happens to be the corner that Jericho's bat uh, Floyd. What? And so, suddenly, when MJF gets up again, the bat is no longer on the ground. Curious. Yeah. Hmm. Magic. <laughs> he, he's he, a magician. I'm sure he doesn't realize it's in his hands till after he's hit Jericho in the face with it. And then, as soon as he realizes it, he tosses it out of the ring. But, you know, what he are you going to do? He doesn't want to win that way. <laughs> no, and he doesn't. Because he hits Chris Jericho with the Judas effect. The only way that could have been better, somebody on Twitter suggested, would be if he did the reverse Shawn Michaels with... I hate you. I'm not sorry. That's, and then hits him. <laughs> that would have been so great. We were talking about it that <laughs> night. That, that was so awesome. Uh, I, I kind of wish that would have happened. Um, sorry, not sorry. Bam. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he hits the Judas effect, and he gets the one, two, three. He got his foot on the rope. Jericho, while that happened, laid his, like the wily veteran he is, laid his boot on the rope. But, well, the ref counted to three anyway. And did because she did not see yeah. the boot. However, those refs, uh, those refs outside the ring turned out to be important because while they were the, breaking up the fight, they happened to look over and see Jerry. The damn meddling kids <laughs> that were trying, that should have been busy breaking up a, a, a brawl. Well, apparently it was broken up because he had time to see that, oh, hey. That well, then it was none of he needs to go to the back and get ready for the next match. It's <laughs> no. none of his damn business he's what's a, going on in this he's ring. He's an official on the scene and he has a responsibility. He was not to let to let Aubrey. He didn't. Uh, he didn't override Ref, it. Aubrey was. He, he just provides her the information. He did not override it. Yeah, you're right. Robert's right. He informed her of what happened. He, you know, she's inclined to believe him because he's a fellow referee. And uh, those stripes so, don't lie. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. Zebras flock together. Uh, <laughs> 
And um, so Aubrey's like, well, since that happened, we have no choice but to restart the match. And which is a bunch of horseshit. No choice. <laughs> It's, I love how they preserve the ding, rule ding, of ding. the rule of ref obliviousness by coming up with a reason for there to be another ref out there because yeah. you know nobody backstage watches these things or, or you know would be that was for him that. also yeah. looking out for Aubrey's well being because how mad would everyone would have been for such an obvious miscarriage of justice to happen? Well, uh, aside from the miscarriage of justice you're about to talk about, <laughs> well, MJF obviously angry at having to restart this match and well he should be. So he tries to give Aubrey a little lip service. Well, this broad wants to give it back to him. So he gives her a little shove. And Should have been an instant disqualification. No, because the match a, shouldn't have been restarted in the first place. You shoved a, an official for his match. It's no, the match is over hand. as far as I'm concerned. Let's say you talked about shaky camera work earlier. I do love here. It's tied in on uh, MJF and Aubrey. There's a shove. She kind of shoves him like you get away and do not do that. And he turns, and then Jericho just sprints into frame, already spinning into the Judas effect. Yeah. Which MJF barely dodges, but it's just this great moment of you see <laughs> you see Jericho when he's 80% of the way through the move. Yeah. And, like, just in time for MJF to get clear. Caught him and uh, went to go for the pin, uh, but uh, MJF kicks out and goes for, uh, I want to... S- what was it that he was going for? Was it an Indian deadlock or was it? Well, it was some kind of a leg hold. Something, yeah. And Jericho counters into the walls of Jericho and or know, the Lion Tamer, or whatever. And you know, know why that worked, right? Because he didn't work the legs as much as the arms. He worked the back, like the yeah, coward Jer- that he is. <laughs> God. Well, his his blood soaked victory worked. He he forced. MJF, the tap out. It was either tap or lose his career. So wait, no, MJF was. He lived to fight another MJF day. MJF didn't have to lose his career. No, he would have. This <laughs> son of a bitch, Jericho, would have broken his back. That's right. what he was aiming for in the first place. Well, wrestlers fight each other. That's the that's the implication of every match. Yeah, but they don't try to break each other in half. They, they don't try to ruin of, each other's careers. They kind of do. They're no. nine guys who have a spear um, finisher. I mean... <laughs> that's true. Speaking of, of uh, seeing things from another dimension... Um, <laughs> This this happens several times throughout the night. I just I was just reminded of it. This the at least the cameras on the the ring post that they switched to, they had like a different setting on them yeah. because they because what the footage from that? I don't know the footage like, from them looked entirely different. Yeah. I think it had to do with the, like the aperture or something. It, it almost looked like they were GoPro cameras. Hensley, can you comment on this? We're talking about the uh, the corner cameras. Yeah, the, the fish yeah, yeah, fish eyes. Yeah. So a camera. To get that wide of a picture um, from such an odd angle and with the uh, wrestlers so close to it, it's got to be a very wide angle lens. I'm betting it was eight millimeter. Mm-hmm. So it was fish eyed. Ah, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Now, again, if you got to nitpick this match, uh, I, I, I don't even remember how many matches we're in now, but we have seen. 13 trading spots. Yeah. Wow. At, at this point. We go to 17. 
I'm, I'm just gonna I'm think, gonna spare you the the rest of it. Is <laughs> that we go to 17 before this night's over? Well, now the suspense is ruined. I know. I <laughs> We're know. gonna have a final count and everything. There was gonna be a big tally board. And it's over. Um, but no, you know what I really loved about that that end it, it makes mm. both of them look great in their own respective way yeah because of the setup it's like mjf had jericho beat there's no right. there's no contest about that right like mjf had him beat he was just devious enough to get it done but jericho he, he hadn't survived this long in this business to not be able to capitalize on good fortune and happenstance yeah. Just like the opportunity, because he was just ever the uh, ever the young opportunist MJF was back, you know, back in his day. Right. So it's like he had that boot on the rope, secure in the fact that someone would notice it. Right. Some it, it would be his one chance to be able to get out of this and win. Yeah. Well, enjoy his hollow victory. <laughs> I do wonder how he feels after, because there was a lot of talk on wrestling Twitter that was like, you know, it might be time for Jericho. This is probably it. A good- it really is, because let's be honest. Uh, while I loved this match, and I did, I yeah. gave it a four rating. Uh, Jericho was very slow and very sluggish. He hit some great moves. And when he hit him, he hit him solid. Well, that's the thing. This match ends with Jericho winning by the skin of his teeth and not having to leave. But this really feels like the start of the end. Yeah. And and it's time. It's time. Uh, The one thing you never want to see is someone that's been there past is like The Undertaker. Right. We did not want to see those last three years. Nobody wanted to see that. That poor man. (laughs) I know, I know. It Vince was... Andre'd him so hard. He really did. He really did. Well, now he's getting a Netflix movie, so there's a... Heard that. An yeah, interactive Netflix movie with him in the New Day. Mm-hmm. But, I, but never mind. I'll... Yeah. We'll talk about that <laughs> I'll puzzle. Here. I'll puzzle over that later. <laughs> I'm um, sure that'll be its own special episode. It's going to be awesome. I was, I was, I was uh, puzzled enough when you said Undertaker, and then really, really confused when you ended with New Day. <laughs> so moving now, honestly, this should have been the main event, last match, go home. No, we still got four more matches or three more matches. Um, now we've got CM Punk versus Darby Allen. What was the score on that? Out of curiosity, uh, that I gave that one a four. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, good stuff. Good. I, I really loved everything so far. Um, CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Now look, at this point, we're getting tired. Um, this is my other critique about. I know we only have four a month. But damn it. Look, some of us have to go to work in the morning. For a year? Yeah. <laughs> it was said for a month. I was a... For, yeah, for a year. Whatever. It was we'll easier see. when they do... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Rob, go ahead. But it was easier when they do the uh, the Saturday night shows, at least. But when it's, yeah. when it's Sunday night, it's like, yeah, you've got an obligation to get people home before midnight. Yeah, I, I think so. And at least Vince understands that now, or... Maybe he does. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I get it though because it's like they're running. They're they're kind of running off the, like I mean the the model that WWF perfected, which was they have a big four. Mm-hmm. That those were their only pay per views. So they 
they work very hard towards those and have a big show because it, you know it's got to be the payoff to what they've been building so far. Right. I get it. I understand why. You're right. I was very tired at the end, but mm-hmm. it's like it's a little more forgivable for at least sort of to me than we do one of these once a month and sometimes we we're going to overrun why yeah. why or you don't, you, you don't have to start at 8 you don't you can start this thing at 7 Vince Vince starts at 7 yeah and he's doing great with his pay-per-views he really is <laughs> at least as far as time goes um except for SummerSlam oh, it, I'm not going to talk about it we already so <laughs> CM Punk versus Darby Allen um who is lucky to be there, having just survived jumping out of a helicopter on his way to the he ring. jumped out of a helicopter. Yeah, those <laughs> vignettes with Darby, man. Uh, <laughs> is is this... I joked about it right before it happened. Yeah. I was like, it just because the, the whole vignette is he's, he's using a helicopter to lift up a body bag that has best in the world written on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's filled with something. Not a yeah. body. Definitely not a body. Um, well, not Punk's body at any rate. Clearly, uh. um, so yeah, and he's riding on the outside on the on the the leg, the tail, the rail, mm-hmm. uh, and then you just see Darby out. It's got a it's got a shot where the the helicopter's just out of shot. The the body bag's dangling. You just see Darby Allen, yeah. <laughs> and like there's no like you don't see him hitting a pad or landing in water. He just yeah. drops out of frame. No, and, he died. Yeah, and then he just walks into the entrance. So there there you go. Sting um, caught him. <laughs> uh, this match again uh this was probably as far as pacing goes slowest pace of the night uh again i get why yeah he has not been in the ring in seven years uh i would have paced it that way too um it also could have been a, like a jump rope contest and the crowd would have been like chanting you know this absolutely. is awesome this is awesome yeah in fact, they even started booing Darby Allen a little bit. They there. did, because he's not from there. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how we do it in America. Chicago is just lower Canada in that res- in that regard. <laughs> so yeah, some great stuff. You guys want to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, well, start, take it away. I mean, I think that's what we're here for. <laughs> um, there's the uh, Darby, you know, he, he starts off just like kind of leaning back into the corner, that kind of like lounging position he takes during someone else's entrance. Oh, yeah. And Punk sits cross-legged in the ring facing him. And again, the crowd starts chanting. Got a holy shit. Oh, got a holy shit chant for a man for how about cross-legged that? in the ring. <laughs> that's how you know you're over, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, as, I'm, really, if they'd have got up and left at that point... <laughs> It's. I mean, they did their job. Yeah. It's. I think one of my favorite. They just both stand up, wave goodnight. (laughs) There it is. Curtain, confetti, boom. (laughs) I think one of my favorite little touches is as they're you know they both get up and they start circling. Uh, Punk looks at the ref and gives him like a nod, like "All right, I'm ready," and Mm -hmm. that's when they ring to start the match. Yeah. It's just a little like, okay, Mm -hmm. and they go back in. I will say this too. Uh, Probably one of Darby Allen's best matches here in AEW. I have never seen him wrestle more technique uh, I can agree to that, than, yeah. than I have uh, Saturday night. It, it was great. I didn't notice this till it was pointed out on Twitter, but they, they took a very uh, specific spot from a Bret Hart from the Bret Hart one two three kid match. I I, it, I noticed that that night. Uh, yeah. 
it's it's a really good spot now that I had a chance to to see it. It's the mm-hmm. moment when Bret Hart and and one two three kid lock up, and uh, one two three kid gets the better of him, tosses him over, and Bret sits there for a second and he just kind of gets mm-hmm. this little look on his. All right, yeah. All but right. see, it goes deeper than that. Yeah. Uh, because any, sorry, uh, <laughs> any time. Uh, you have a monster heel, which is not what we had here, but right. uh, you have a monster heel versus a, uh, you know, just baby face wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just salt of the earth baby face. And the baby face takes him over with an arm drag, usually right off the bat, and usually gets the ooh, which just starts. It makes the heel mad. No, it's the Mongo moment. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. It just makes yeah. him mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's happened more than a few times. I I understand why people went with the Bret Hart Michaels thing. Well, no, uh, it's, it was Bret Hart uh, one two three kid. I'm sorry, yeah. one two three kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, was, I understand just, why they. It was went just that moment that. of all right. That he's he's okay. He's got more than I gave him credit for. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, that that has that spot itself has been used mm-hmm. several times. I think uh, I guess fact, it, I've used it myself. I think it was just the most obvious parallel. It was just that moment of yeah, just recognition of okay, I didn't expect that. Yeah, yeah but, but regardless, it was good. It was good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, go go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that was it. I, I just want to jump in with that. All right, Robert, you got anything? Uh, there's also just the fact that you know Darby Allen is like. A ping pong ball in the ring like at one point uh punk throws him into the corner he goes between the second and third turnbuckle his shoulder and bounces oh off god. the ring post oh and he god. flies to the outside yes yes just splats on the ground and again this is perfect because this is this is what a wrestler would do in this moment punk goes out after him throws his bitch ass back into the <laughs> ring and then tries to pit him. Yep. Problem is just took just a, a hair too yeah. long. But that that's that's what you do. When you you go to the outside like that, there's a you went outside by accident. He didn't mean to throw him out there. It's just yeah. what happened. So but he's hurt. He's down for the count. Get the I'm pin. throwing I'm, yeah. I'm getting a pin here. Well even better is like is like Darby is while he is a smaller guy, punk isn't huge. So no, for not. Punk to be able to manhandle him like that is a hu- is a incredible moment. No, it absolutely is. Uh, yeah, there, there was there was a lot of that, and I, I do love how Punk allowed uh, Darby to uh, control the speed of the match at mm-hmm. some point. Now he didn't control Punk as far as the speed goes, but. He set his own pace, and he let Darby fly around the ring with purpose. Yeah. And Punk just sat back and watched him. He he, he turned the switch on when he needed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one beautiful moment was uh, he was going to give the uh, coffin drop. Uh, yeah. Yes. Climbs up, and as he jumps off, Punk just casually not even undertaker-esque just casually sits up and just smile and just like (laughs) oh my gosh i can't believe that worked yeah (laughs) i saw that shit coming from the moon it was honestly it felt very orange cassidy is what it felt like uh 
Sort sort of, but I mean, Orange Cassidy wouldn't emote like that when he no, does it. No. no, this is Punk going. I scouted that. Yeah. <laughs> also, an enormous amount of trust for that Darby Allen is going to oh, land so exactly at that point in your mm-hmm. upper torso. Because if he's like a little lower than he should be, he comes down straight on the top of your head. Right. And it's, you know, it's ha, ha, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, th- there's also the uh, Punk has gone on record to say before he even got there, he's like. I, I really like Darby Allen. I've been watching this kid for a while now. And in my opinion, nobody should ever do a dive ever again. That was one thing that I used to do. If I saw somebody doing the same move that I did, but they did it better than me, I didn't do that move anymore. I'll never do a dive again. (laughs) And I don't think anybody else should either. So... (laughs) Now um, we are running a little bit low on time here, so we're gonna we're gonna push this along here. Uh, so yeah, uh, the go home on this one. He had already hit one GTS uh, CM Punk, and already uh, just happened to fall through the ropes when he did it, so he yep. couldn't pin. Yeah, right. And he waited. This is another nitpick thing that I've got that also happened in the previous match. Uh, he laid out there uh, out in the ring. Punk, he's like being a good guy. He's like he's gonna let him get up. Uh, they get, did an all the way. They get all the way to nine, and then hops oh. up in the ring. It happened during Baker, during Jericho, and during this match. Yeah, yeah, they they I went to that. I don't point. like that. Now, if you want to beat the count by a little bit, there's other ways to do it than that. You can. You can stir. You can get up to yeah. one knee. You can start walking the other direction. I've seen people do it, and, and it's <laughs> it, I, you can make it believable. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. There, there's all kinds of things you can do besides bouncing up on nine. It it, it takes credibility away from the match. Yeah, because not not that well, not that it's not unbelievable. It's just like after you know, like the third person to do it. It's like yeah, because like, as I understand, because like there's there's you know there's the people who are like they're just gonna power through it and get up. Mm-hmm. There's people who are just trying to rest as long as possible and then like use a huge shove of energy to get themselves mm-hmm. up. It's like it's possible, but it's like you're right. It's that three people did the exact same nine seconds yeah. of immobility, mm-hmm. then get up and dash for the ring. I right. mean, Statlander's had more purpose to it because it was Orange Cassidy yelling at her. True. True. Of the three, that's the one I would have kept. That the was other almost, two could have. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, around. she was just basically being buffed by Orange Cassidy. And again, uh, this wouldn't happen if they had agents <clears throat> yeah. on their matches. Um, but that's another story. Um, yeah. So the go home with this, uh, Punk hits a second GTS um, on uh, Darby Allen, catches him in the three count. One, two, three. We now have a uh, we we do a handshake. Sting comes out there. We shake Sting's hand, mm-hmm. and everybody walks away from this looking great. Yes, nobody got buried. Somebody said that I don't think it's right for Darby to get buried in this. I was like, no, no, no. no. Look, he didn't get buried. Nobody no. got buried. First of all. Darby lost, yeah. but he came out smelling like a yeah. rose. I'm telling you, I speak the truth when I say this is the best match that I have seen Darby Allen in. Yeah. He he wrestled more technically sound than I've ever seen him. I didn't know 
as far as I knew, he might have been a backyarder. Yeah. I, I had no idea. But yeah, he showed me he was trained and trained properly. People, I don't. It's a problem with modern wrestling fans today that a lot of people seem to think losing equals burial. Like no. burial, burial is if Darby Allen like took a swing or a kick and duck and uh, Punk ducks it and then GTSs him and he's out and like, he's done. If hypothetically, uh, you know, just say. CM Punk had walked down to the ring and they'd had a moment and the crowd was going crazy and yeah, he'd yeah. like, I don't know, clotheslined him and pinned him immediately and it was like he lost in 28 seconds. I don't know why where that number came from. It's weird. Um, but, you know, that would have been... And then you could have said someone's been buried. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, l- like maybe at, if thinking at, about somebody that would be buried, like say two people are having a match and then a, a grizzled... 70 year old man comes out and and spears one of the combatants and gets a three count yeah you know god forbid where that would ever happen but uh and then they become the wwe champion and you know until drew mcintyre beat him at wrestlemania but i don't know where that would happen anyway um that would be an example of a burial Mm. yeah just yeah that'd be hard to recover from really yeah yeah, just the... Uh, just the uh, <laughs> but it's like Eddie Kingston. You can lose and look good. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, all of our losers uh, the uh, Saturday night came out on the other end better than yeah. they were before. Maybe not the next one. Ex- yeah, except for the last two, and we're going to talk about that now. Um I go four for CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Okay. And uh, let's let's go into Paul White versus QT Marshall. Why is this match? I, I get why it's there. Yeah, we talked about it there. It's it's we we had to have a break. I get it. It, it was the, the breather Jesus. because you. It was the breather because of the the last two matches. <laughs> and I would have put that after the cage match. I would have put this on rampage. Also, it gave a lot maybe of, even elevation. Dark uh, elevation. Yeah. Um, it gave a lot of people a chance to, you know, get out and find their cars cuz a good portion of that crowd was like, "Yeah, Punk won. Good night." Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, <laughs> um I I don't have any notes on this match. There there was this was the the worst thing that I saw. Um I, Which in and of itself, it's not a bad match, but placement on the where it was placed on the card makes you think less of it. Uh, it, it yeah, um, I don't have a problem with Paul White. Um, um, I, I respect him. I don't like QT Marshall, uh, Marshall, or whatever, whatever we're calling him. Uh, I don't care about him. He looks like a glorified jobber. Uh, he he looks like a a chipmunk and a human made love and had a love child. It's I. I <laughs> I don't that, have anything good to say about him. That's I think weird. his wrestling that is that is weird. What goes on in that head of yours? Well, yeah, it's, I, I just call it like I see him, man. <laughs> but um, well, I act like you've never seen a human make love to it. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh-huh. um, no, he he he's not that good of a worker. He's He's damn lucky to be in AEW. Um, he should be doing jobs on the indies. Uh, that's I, I'm not going to be kind about it. He's been getting too much pub for my liking. I don't like his uh, nightmare. What, what is 
the, the factory. The, fa- the factory. Yeah. There you go. I don't like the factory stable thing. Um, that's that's it. Uh, well, what do you guys think? Uh, There's really not much else you can say about that. No. It was pretty short. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I gave this match my lowest rating of the night, which was two and a half. Nothing against Paul. It's just what are we doing here? Um, and you we're know, taking a breath before the main event. Right. Um, Go pee now. It's your last chance. So, main event, AEW World Heavyweight Title. I'm exhausted at this point. Both of you guys are. Hensley's already left. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, it, I, I believe we a couple other people have already left at this point. I think um, it was just us three. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say this now. Main event should have been Jericho and MJF. That that was your main. I, I'm a fan. I, I think it's important to have the world title as the last match. In this case, if we're going to, and I'm just going to come out and say it. If it was anybody else but Christian Cage, then I would say, yeah, it needs to be main event. But it's Christian. <laughs> and while I understand, Christian's a great worker. He is. He's very talented. But let's be honest. In the Attitude Era, as far as you know, those cage matches and tag teams go, there were... There were there were four Beatles. There was Edge, there was Jeff Hardy, there was Matt Hardy, and then there was Ringo Starr himself, and that was Christian. Let's uh, I I'm gonna get heat for that. I understand, but I'm I'm calling it like I see it. I would say of those four guys, um, with the exception of Edge's SummerSlam match against Seth Rollins, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Christian's work has been the one that's impressed me the most in the ring. Really? You I would think so? Yeah. I, I, I still like Matt Hardy. I agree with that. Uh, Jeff, hmm. I assume, still wrestles. I, I, I think he's employed. He's but currently, <sighs> He's currently chasing the 24-7. Oh, oh you oh, saw that, did you? No, I heard about it. Well, why wouldn't he? He just beat the NXT champion. Um, <laughs> but, no, uh, I, I think, yeah, Christian has really shown himself to... I think he's the kind of veteran that you want in there, especially in your world title scene. And I think in your analysis, uh, he wasn't really ever given a chance like the others to shine better. Well, that's not necessarily true. He was the ECW World Heavyweight Champion. It's true. Well, I know it happened to dogs. (laughs) They gave him a spot. Uh, It was dumb. All right, let's move on. Whatever he's been in the past, I think... Tonight, he, or on the night of the show, he did a really great job. I think he and Kenny... I think, I think you're right. The, the 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 big sell of the show was Punk versus Allen. Mm-hmm. The emotional the, the emotional heart of the show was MJF versus Jericho. Right. The surprise hit, at least for me, the biggest surprise hit was the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Yeah. This this was a good match. It was a, a good match. But not the closer. You're right. No, not the closer. It's kind of like the first uh, Jericho or the first AEW title match where it was Jericho versus Hangman. It was a good match, but mm -hmm. it came after the latter match between the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. Right. It's just like, oh, a good match feels disappointing after that. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying Christian's a bad worker. No, he's a phenomenal worker. He's just, he's very vanilla. He always has been. Um, 
it's just it's not in he he's good on the mic he he's technically sound he can put over a match he can build a match he can use he's got great psychology and i i don't have a real reason it's just he doesn't have that it factor well, that I, I would put in a main event. I think right now it's because he's a face. He always plays a little better as a heel. It's also, well, let's remember, this was all thrown together like in the last two months mm-hmm. after the guy who's who was being held for this spot, Hangman Page, decided, I don't know, he wanted to be there for his wife in the last months of her pregnancy and I guess meet his child yeah. and be there. The fuck's the, paternity leave? Right? That's, this is wrestling. Like you're supposed to just you don't even know who your cowboy. kids are. <laughs> Yeah, they should they should just see a stranger come home every couple months. Yeah, <laughs> just or do do what Penta does, just get them in there and give them you know blood and, infection. And, yeah. Well, just bleed on them, and uh, there you go. We'll see you. It makes sense. Family's blood, come here. <laughs> but no, for all for all that they kind of had to to take this in a different direction than they've been building to. I think they they worked the story pretty well with Christian getting the Impact title and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being the only guy who's beaten Kenny since he became the AEW champ. Yeah. And that was not happening this time. Nope. <laughs> not a chance. Um it was a it was a good back and forth match. Uh, I don't have any real notes on this is that the match went back and forth. Um the it was decent. It was good. It kept it kept the crowd as into it as they possibly could be at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, they were still in the afterglow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Again, we we got we're trading chops and we're trading punches. Right. Uh, Robert, you got what? What do you got on notes on this? I will say there were um, two uses of a table and or different tables on the outside of the ring. One, uh, Christian's lying prone outside the ring. Kenny gets a table out from under the ring and just drapes it across Christian. He doesn't set it That's... up. He doesn't put Christian on top of the table. <laughs> he just puts a table over him, gets yeah. on the apron, and does a running stomp onto him. I'm going to just squash that's, it. Yeah, that's that's one of my notes. Um, this is a world title match. Um, there was... Uh, why are we... Is it, why is this no DQ? Why didn't the referee count him out uh, or, or disqualify... Kenny Omega for for that. Excuse I, you, you don't talk to Kenny Omega that way. I thought the tables were like <laughs> just saying. It's, it's like you it's like no, throwing it's somebody Kenny's into hubris, the I assume. It's like throwing somebody into the ring steps. It's like something just happens to be there. It's different from picking up a chair in your hands and hitting somebody with yeah, it. Yeah. I'm going to start swinging my arms like this and if you get in the way, that's your own fault. <laughs> and when Christian speared Kenny through the table and nearly yeah. impaled himself on the table leg. And the, the announcers even said something about it. They was like, well, was a, the, the referee is giving some leeway this because yeah. we want to see a winner here. Yeah, um, that, I think that's basically the instruction they had for it tonight. So Yeah, so that's... Uh, it is what it is. So it's, uh, Regardless, uh, Kenny good, went over. Good finish. He did. Kenny got uh, with the one With the super one-winged angel mm-hmm. from the top rope... It's a dangerous move, man. I... I I mean, it's dangerous enough as on the ground when you're stable, much less yeah. on, on the top rope. Good God. Uh, Omega gets the win, and then they, uh, the rest of the elite limp down to the ring. <laughs> My favorite did, touch. I'm sorry, go ahead. The, uh, the, of, the, of the Young Bucks, uh, Nick Jackson, Balding Buck, had, like, bleached his beard. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like blonde patches in it and that had like washed or rubbed out by the time he came down so it looked like literally like 
the color had gone out of his face after that match. Right. Oh, man. And, and one of them's whole had a ice pack taped to their back, mm-hmm. but they're still wearing their romper. So <laughs> it's... <laughs> but that ice pack is Priorities, very present. Man. No. Priorities. But yeah, they come out and they decide to help celebrate by just starting to beat down on Christian. Yeah. Which prompts the, Lut- the Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and Marco Stun, I guess, to come out and help. Yeah. 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 And they are, they all get caught. Yes. And it's very horseman esque. They're getting beat down and then the lights go out. Well, Kenny cuts a quick promo. Oh, that's right. That's right. Says, go ahead. Go ahead. He says, you know, uh, I proved it, you know, day after day, month after month. The only people who could beat me aren't here right now. They're retired or they're they're already dead. dead. (laughs) And then lights. And then lights. Now, we think we're about to see Daniel Bryan. There are yes chants in the crowd. Yes. Uh, And the lights go out and you can hear the yes, yes, yes. But that's not what we got. Chris, tell them what we got. We got Adam Cole, baby. Yes, we did. Oh, my God. And did that place light up? Yeah, it did. Woo. Oh. Adam comes out. He gets in the ring. He's going to set things straight. Except then he super kicks Jungle Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they're so committed to the heel face tunnels that he comes out of the heel one. I didn't. Just because I that's. Didn't, I didn't notice it either. I didn't it either. It was such a big. He was just, he, the fact that he was coming out was such a big thing. You, I didn't think about it until after. He came out of the heel yeah, tunnel. Like, wait yeah. a minute. Wait this a minute. Was, they told us straight up and we missed yeah. it. And he grabs the mic and he says, it's story time. And he talks about you know how these, these guys are his friends and he is he's all in his elite. And he's yeah. joining the elite. And they can, they're going to gleefully just keep beating them down. And then uh, he gets it. Kenny, I, I don't like Kenny Omega's promos, but he great. gets he gets the mic. He says, well, uh, did I do that? And I'm, oh, God. And just, <laughs> he and did that during the match, too, by the way. He did. A it's, family matters quote. You, you can't cut any deeper. Yeah. I, I guess he's helping promote the Urkel strain of weed. Um, I guess. <laughs> And says, and there's nothing left to say but adieu, and blah, blah, blah. And then the lights go out again. And then we hear, Flight of the Valkyrie starts playing. With Ride a, of the Valkyries. Huh? Ride of the Valkyries. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, or I might be, I don't know. No, I, I, think, I, I, think you, I, I have always Ride. heard it was Flight of the Valkyries. No, it's Flight of the Concords. It's Ride of the Valkyries. <laughs> Okay, okay. That's I, how I remember. Okay, I stand corrected. Um, While we were arguing about that, a man came out onto the ramp. And, <laughs> and his name was Brian Danielson. <laughs> remember that. The American I, Dragon. How about that? And, and the crowd may have been screaming. I was too busy jumping off of the couch screaming myself. Oh, boy, did to, this guy mark out over here. I mean... He pulls out a Yes t-shirt that I'm not sure where it came from. And <laughs> I've, I've had it for every AEW pay-per-view since the company was founded. I just, I just He wasn't wearing it, so I don't know. <laughs> it was, it's, I, Robert is so cool, calm, and collective. And I've only seen him lose his shit twice since I've known the man, and each time, it is a blessing to me. <laughs> I'm I am so overjoyed and thrilled that he's actually human. It's, <laughs> <laughs> and 
And that is why I wanted it to come on the podcast. <laughs> it? Well, I've been absorbing data all week and you know, just my I just assumed my he was a superior to... alien. I... <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I was so happy to see yeah. him come out. I was like, oh, Adam Cole. Okay, Adam Cole, that's awesome. People have yeah. talked about that. that. That's great. We can go forward. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, they're still talking. Oh my gosh. And boom. And Daniel Brian, Brian, that's going to take a minute. Daniel uh, Brian Danielson. I'm just, you know, what, I'm just going to call him Brian. Brian. And Brian comes and starts putting the boots the and doing the Brian. yes kicks to uh, the hills. Yep. He, yeah, and he helps. He helps uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and Christian get back up and chase everyone out. Yeah. And thus ends AEW's all. Out. And I want to say the four of them standing in that ring to me looks like AEW's mission statement. It's you have the the established people like Christian mm-hmm. and the the established and huge stars like Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. <laughs> it's gonna take a minute. And they're standing there with the people that they are working to help make into the next you know generation of big stars like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Right. Those four standing abreast is like. That's what AEW is shooting for. Yeah. It's, uh, they are now truly, truly all elite. I mean, it's really, there. there's nothing else to say now. It, it's, it's really, I mean, because you've had people get released by WWE and then find their way over to AEW. Mm-hmm. And you had a guy like Moxley who'd been kind of visibly dissatisfied with the company yeah. leaving and deciding to go. What you had here were two guys who WWE wanted. You know, mm-hmm. they, they gave uh, Daniel Bryan main evented WrestleMania this year. Adam yeah. Cole got, you know, apparently a very, very generous offer. R- reportedly, they even told Bryan, if you stay, we're willing to work with you and allow you to wrestle in other areas, which is a huge give from WWE management. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They and don't do the forbidden yeah, door. With no, like, no bad blood, neither man has said anything but positive things about their time with the company. They just said, We'd rather be here. Yeah. And that's... We're going to take less money and go here. Which I don't know how much less. It couldn't have been too much less, but I'm I'm sure they got better deal somehow. Uh, they, they were compensated in some fashion for it. Oh, uh, sure. Because they're, they're just too over to yeah. take anything yeah. less. Um, overall, I had to give this whole pay-per-view four and a half. Yeah, like we're yeah. we're about as close to five as we can get. The only thing I really have to nitpick is that time, man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Started yeah. at seven. Let's get this thing over at ten thirty, and we all go home happy. Uh, and we're getting old, and our endurance isn't what it used to be. Right, and let's be honest. Uh, AEW is for the our demographic. Yeah, while WWE, it's new. Brand is towards the ten to eighteen year old. Sure, and that's really if you start looking at the crowd now, and you start paying attention to. We have Nikki Ash, the superhero. We have Alexa Bliss with the Lily doll. Uh, Karrion Cross, the gladiator. The gladiator. I mean, it's it. it this is very. You mean Carnos? <laughs> yeah. It's very kid friendly. Yeah. And 
you know, it's uh, carrying cross is now brightly colored, even though it's a little bit dark, but it's still brightly colored. It's a, it, that, that's where we're going. Um, he's a master of the universe. Yeah. And now I will say this. I think AEW can 100% beat SmackDown now. Yeah. I, I think if it comes down to it and I think eventually, uh, Rampage will go to two hours. I think that's what gave them the courage to go ahead with Rampage, mm-hmm. knowing that this was in the works. And as it, it might take them a year, but they will run SmackDown off of Fridays. Oh yeah, no, I mean people. I mean people can say what they want, but it, it will take time to build it properly and get it there. I mean WCW didn't come out of the gate no. whooping WWF, but they did eventually, and then they held it. Yeah. Now, I will say this. It doesn't matter what happens as far as the AEW roster or the WWE's roster. If AEW ever decides to go on to Monday nights, they're going to lose. That's that's just what's going to happen. That's, they can't aim for that. They no. They're, they've been good about picking their battles so far. Mm-hmm. I feel like you'd have to have a couple more pretty big landscape shifts before they'd try that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I personally, I would never try it. Um, so, yeah, we, we got four and a half for this entire pay-per-view. Um, let me ask you, Fashion Plate, what do you have for best dress this evening? Oh, it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, I know I got mine. I want to hear yours. What? It's MJF. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I won't say it was like the best thing in the evening, but I did I did like Punk's new attire. I thought that yeah, was... with the long tights. Yeah, yeah he think, looks great. I think he looks good in the long tights. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I'm going to say it's a tie between Nyla mm-hmm. and uh, Penta. Oh, yeah, he looks strong. Penta uh, always yeah. comes out strong. And Nyla, I like I liked her little uh, mystique uh, get up that her wife made for her. Yeah, there you go, right on. David Hensley, what what do you have? Very little. I only watched half of this pay per view and did not finish it, so uh-huh. I don't have a best or worst. That's okay because I can bring it over to Robert Bradford. This is the reason we bring guests on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pick up that slack, Robert. All right, I would say best performer. I also have to give to MJF because like yeah. every easily every yeah. molecule of that man's body tells the story when he's when he's in the ring. Worst performer. The crowd. I'm sorry. We've been hearing Judas get sung for a year and a half now. You guys Come have smartphones. You guys have smartphones. You the can course, Google the lyrics. The real chorus quick. is just "I've become, I've become, I've become." I've. It's it's a phrase become over and over again. Like I, I hardly. I have to been that. waiting for Robert Bradford to go heel for <laughs> years, and it just happened. But he's right, especially because I I hardly ever hear the song except on pay per views when people are singing it, and it's like. I'm, I've become, I've become, I'm becoming Judas and Judas in my mind. There, yeah. that's the chorus. Yeah. I had the pleasure of hearing, uh, of being part of Jericho's entrance at Fight for the Fallen, along with everybody else at the Bojangles Coliseum and Chris yeah. Barnes. Yeah. And it was late in the evening. We were all hoarse, it had been tired, but by God, we sang. Yeah. And Do s- better, Chicago. <laughs> there you go. Deep Dish sucks. <laughs> Tell them. This is the worst town you've ever wrestled in. It's- Long Walk Productions is not responsible for the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast. <laughs> Who's their hockey team? The Blackhawks? They suck, too. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Um, let me ask you one more question, Robert. Um, if you had to pick an MVP of the night, well, who would you pick? MVP of the night. Um, 
it takes a minute because there's a lot of yeah. heavy hitters. I mean, like a, a usually in a WWE pay per view, you can um, you know you can usually pinpoint it down to one within a couple of seconds, but. There were so many heavy ones. That's why, this was a hard question. I know. For I'm gonna just have to give it to CM Punk because I I never sure. watched, I had never seen a full CM Punk match until Sunday night. His heyday in WWE was when I'd stopped watching wrestling regularly. So you know I'd seen a clip of the pipe bomb promo. I knew mm-hmm. about him. I'd heard of this reputation, but this is my first time actually seeing him go bell to bell in a wrestling match. Yeah, and. I feel, again, he's working some rust off, but I feel like I'm glimpsing what connected so many people to him and made him, you know, this this fantasy object of, like, one day Punk will return, one day yeah. Punk. And, again, it's been such a rarely uniformly positive thing over the last few weeks to just see everybody celebrating him coming back after after that rampage. Like, almost nobody is unhappy that he's back doing this. And right. for there to be a thing that happens on Twitter that nobody is unhappy about is... So, I mean... It's a double rainbow inside of a four-leaf clover <laughs> growing out of three-way conjoined twins. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> I feel bad for the twins. But, uh, all right, There's David three of Hins- them and twins. Yeah. <laughs> David Hensley, what do you think about it? All right. Well, next week on Long Walk Tonks, we're going to be continuing our Christopher Nolan filmography discussion with the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. And um, that's it for our schedule going forward, unless Robert and I can find a night to uh, have our great debate about the prestige do it um, see can i moderate we might do a bonus episode <laughs> oh i want to be on that talks. too because i love the prestige I, I was texting some opinions as i was listening to that episode oh sweet morning. it's a tag match now yeah. like, uh, i don't care how busy you are at work i've got some thoughts about magician safety <laughs> in the late 1800s you know yeah at one point like we'd been going back and forth and then things really got busy and an hour later i picked up my phone and i think i had five messages from you and i was like oh fuck i don't text paragraphs i text like bite-sized chunks so yeah that that will happen uh dogs if people want to follow you or reach out to you online where can they do that at you can get me at uh on instagram at david two dogs hayes you can find me on twitter not that i'm ever on there but uh, you can find me at david two dogs hayes on twitter and if you want to get me on facebook uh you won't be able to because i won't i won't i'm gonna think you're spam and i'll ignore you robert what about you uh, I'm on Twitter at RedbeardRob1. That's at RedbeardRob, the number one. Um, on Instagram, but I honestly don't remember what my name is. I'm not on there that much. Uh, Chris, what about you? Where can people follow you online? I am on Twitter at, at David Two Dogs Hayes. How dare you? <laughs> All right. Or you can alternate. You can try Chris the OK. I don't know how, how much better that'll be. All right. And if you want to follow me online, the best place to do that at is going to be on Instagram at DB Hensley. If you would like to keep up with Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us or you can search for Long Walk Productions and Long Walk Podcasts on Facebook. To see more of our original content or hear past episodes that are no longer streaming, you can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening, and if you enjoy this show or any of the shows on the Long Walk Podcast Network, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you very much for listening to us, guys, and for David Hensley, Chris the Fashion Plate Barnes, and Robert Bradford, this is David Two Dogs Hayes saying... Guys, if you got out of bed today and you had a job to go to, 
and you've got somebody that cares about you when you get back home, folks, this match is over and you just won via pinfall. Thank you very much for listening to This Is A Work. I enjoyed talking about wrestling. What is this feeling? Redeem these nuts.